This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Who gonna check me, boo? And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld here comes it's Friday, Friday. <laughs> now you have to do it or else I'll get upset and you don't like it. Gotta get, get down on Friday. Okay. <laughs> this, <clears throat> this week feels like it has been a hundred million years long. I we finally made it to the end. We have, you know, two more shows to talk about today. I it, it feels like COVID has arrived on Bravo all of a sudden. <laughs> It is. I know it's very, very strange. The fact that it's, it's still existing in real life. Like, it's not like, oh, remember that? Like, we're actually living through it again, but watching it from the beginning. So it's very enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I feel like back in whatever it was, like April, May, when they were starting to film these shows again, we were like, wow, it's going to be so weird to relive COVID when these shows are on the air and life is normal and we have to like relive it. And it's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Imagine that reliving it while we're still living it. Ugh. Okay. I don't talk about <laughs> it, it is interesting. Like, I feel like they're taking an interesting strategy of like trying to make it suspenseful when it's like, we all know what happens. Right. And you know what? These shows, since they're reality shows, like obviously this happened. So they're filming it, but there's been conversation in the world about like all these other television shows, like this is us, mm-hmm. for example, and all the others that are, that are bringing Corona into the um writing and stuff and how people feel about that and it's like because people don't want to relive it but yeah it's it's interesting like with the show like that it's like okay like maybe this is supposed to be a little bit of an escape from reality like nobody said it had to be like parallel to the real world but with this it's like obviously we don't have a choice um so we will get to southern charm but first let's talk about real housewives of orange county okay this episode um you know they're living their lives again (laughs) it was like alphabet soup this this episode there's a lot happening (laughs) there were a lot of kind of like random little scenes like I was I was looking over my notes and I was like I don't feel like anything really like happened this episode but at the same time there were like a million different little scenes what do you mean Shannon unblocked Emily on social media like (laughs) that's major (laughs) um Elizabeth uh talked about her divorce and how she couldn't talk about her divorce again no <laughs> she I, was there was did you talk about money this episode i don't remember um and not the trust funds again which was you <laughs> sorry know, we're different. not me and you guys it's just it's so easy to talk about okay this. i don't think it's mean to say that i am a little bit perplexed by elizabeth's kind of um whole vibe I just like there I mean the women clearly are a little little confused about it Gina I think said like she can't talk about her divorce but all she talks about is her divorce and it's like it's weird because it's like 
she's talking about how she's exhausted because she had a nine hour deposition and, you know, she's freezing her eggs in case she wants to have a baby, but Jimmy doesn't want to have kids, but also they're not even having sex. And it's like, she, I feel like she tells, she like dangles these little tidbits of like showing us that she has this crazy personal life and she, you know, is kind of like messed up, but we're not actually getting any of it. Right. And Shane also mentioned that he was talking to Jimmy and he doesn't want kids. So they are either on two very different pages of this love story or and also this is news that shouldn't be talked about. Like, sorry, that is very, very private, I think, especially if you're in the beginning stages of that conversation. It should not be with other people. I don't under. Yeah, I have very I feel like I don't get I have no concept of like how serious Elizabeth and Jimmy are because there's obviously the the not having sex thing which is one thing I mean that's a personal choice but the whole kid conversation she's you know still talking about her divorce and stuff it's like I don't actually feel like I have any kind of like baseline of like is this because she calls him her boyfriend but it's like are you like are you like gonna get married? Like I don't, I don't know. I I just don't know anything about her. I feel right. Uh, and then Gina was like, "You have to have sex to have the baby." Gina, it's a known <laughs> thing. She's freezing her eggs. Therefore, like that's not what has Gina, to happen. <laughs> I feel like Gina wants to have this role as like the voice of reason, but it's like Gina, come on, like that's not Gina's. Like you have to have sex to have the baby, and it's like. We don't need a health class from Gina. Kirchner. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, well, speaking of Gina, I really liked this moment when Gina, Shannon, and oh my god, I literally can't f- remember the third couple because I Elizabeth. just I guess was Elizabeth. Elizabeth. They went to dinner, <laughs> and I was like, oh, how nice! Like this is so nice, whatever. But then. Gina started saying she's like, I went to AA with Bronwyn, and I feel like maybe she doesn't know what AA stands for which everyone knows it's Alcoholics Anonymous. So for Gina going to dinner and telling them everything that Bronwyn said was very, I was very taken back by that, especially not only are you doing that at dinner, you're doing that with cameras around. This is like a very serious like thing that people go through. And that was, I don't think she was doing it to be malicious, but it's like, babe, come on, like have, let her have one, one minute of privacy. I actually didn't, I hadn't really thought about that, but you're totally right. And especially because she's with Elizabeth and Shannon, Elizabeth who barely knows Bronwyn still at this point, Shannon, who is kind of in a tough spot with Bronwyn right now. It's like, (laughs) it's like, she probably doesn't want Elizabeth knowing all of her personal details. Right. And she also brought Gina as almost like an olive branch, you know, like to, to, and that was special for her to bring her. And I was like, oh my God, Gina, like that is so not right. I do appreciate though that Gina seems to maybe she doesn't understand the um you know anonymous part of it, but <laughs> she really seems to have kind of a newfound respect for Bronwyn yeah, and yes. she seems to be really receptive to what she's going through. Whereas I think we sort of see Shannon backtracking with that a little bit, where she's, mm-hmm. you know, she can't get over this thing of Bronwyn saying that she said her Gina's house was sad and she can't you know, she can't move past that. She's talking about how she can't fathom not drinking tequila at the vow renewal, which is a whole separate issue. And it's like, I feel like Shannon, Bronwyn says she doesn't feel like she has a friendship with Shannon right now. And Shannon is kind of like, seems like she's doing whatever she can to 
throw it in the trash and it's like I don't I don't get it I don't get their issue it well this is a thing I feel like a common theme that we talk about with all of the shows we're like move past it which Shannon is a main contender of not doing that like she harps on things but at this point she's in a different state stage of her life she's happy whatever just like for that little thing to bother you like move on but you know what maybe it's personal growth maybe she it that this is her moving on but she also um she talks about david a little bit and how like we are fully aware that like there is no relationship other than co-parenting and if that like she has never met david's fiance she and I love how she was like, I'm not going to be mean to her. I just want to know. And I was like, I agree with that. But like, I would want to know who's with my kids half the time, you know? Yeah, it is weird, though. Like, I remember um, my parents got divorced when I was in college and my mm-hmm. dad is remarried. And I remember like the first time, obviously, it was different because I was like m- me and my sister were out of the house. It wasn't like my stepmom was like raising us or anything. Right, right. But I remember the first time there was like a family event that my mom was going to be my dad's second wife. And he was um, she was like she was like nervous, but also kind of like she was like intrigued. And it was like she was asking us. It was it's just one of those things where it is funny to to think about kind of like even when like when you see your ex and it's like, oh, he's dating someone new. Like you want to stalk him on Instagram. Like, you know, Shannon is one of those people who like thinks about it way more than she wants to admit. Right. And they were like, well, don't, doesn't he post on Instagram? I don't, she goes, I don't look at it. I don't even look at it because you, <laughs> <laughs> you know that she would deep dive into that. Like, so do you it's remember better that off photo? That do you remember that photo of David Bedore like naked in the woods? Yes, I do remember it. I can't forget. <sighs> it's, it's really something. It sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So Bronwyn is in Palm Springs getting ready for her vow renewal and she has this scene with her mom, Dr. Deb, who I think is um, sort of a polarizing housewives figure. She seems like maybe a little bit of a problematic figure in Bronwyn's life. Um, And they are having this really kind of uncomfortable conversation and Dr. Deb makes a comment. They're talking about Bronwyn's sobriety And she says that Bronwyn's not as fun as she used to be. And then kind of, it seems like tries to backtrack and is like, well, I'm thinking that's what they're saying about you. Not like what I think. And it's like, what? I feel that poor Bron. If we thought Bronwyn has thick skin before, seeing how, imagine her watching this and seeing how all of these women, including her mother, are are treating this like it is a I it is serious and like her mom is someone who I think only knows that side of Bronwyn obviously mm-hmm. and so I thought that her saying she's not as fun was very 
you can even see Bronwyn was taken back. She's like, wait, are, are you kidding? So you don't even right. like me sober? Well, and it's like, and then when she's like, oh, well, I'm that might be what other people are saying. It's like, but why is that thought even in your head? Like, right. I feel like, I feel like Deb is the kind of mom who she, it's not that she doesn't love Bronwyn or whatever, but right. she is very bad at sort of knowing what to say and when. And like, sometimes I, th- she seems like the kind of person who might think that tough love is the same as just being kind of like a bitch. And it's like, asshole. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, honestly, asshole is probably a better word that it's like, you can be honest with someone and be kind of, you know, tell them what they need to hear, but what they need to hear is not always the worst possible thing. Like there's right, a, like, there's a yes. gray area. Right. And for me watching, I would have been like, Bron, when you're doing a great job, I know this is hard for you, but I'm here for you if you need it. Just me and Dylan, we're very good at like at making up these hype, the, what you should have said. You Come know, to us for things you what you should have said. But I would love I would love to pretend to be a therapist for like one housewife scene. You know, they always do those like <laughs> one off therapy sessions where it's like you're not really sure whether it's real, but they're kind of like writing in a journal or whatever. I feel like I could be very good at that. Yeah, totally. Um, I I agree. But this this vow renewal. So from the beginning, when everyone's going to Palm Springs, which is, by the way, a beautiful area, they're staying in the Ritz Carlton or the Four Seasons of the Ritz Carlton. I don't remember. And so um, that's irrelevant. But it's beautiful. They are everyone schlepping up there like it it seems like it's just going to be a beautiful, fun weekend celebrating love. And it it. I didn't get that from when we watched it. I thought it was a hot mess. And I feel like I'm allowed to say that because I defended Bronwyn a lot this episode. But oh, my God. You watched the episode live. I watched it the next day. And so you had already said something in our chat about how it was like, you know, it felt like they weren't taking it seriously or whatever. And I had kind of forgotten. And I was watching it and I was like what the fuck is going on? And then I went, I like looked back and I was like, oh yeah, but I'm not the only one. Okay. So they, they had like a lot of people there. Bronwyn was dressed as if it was a, you know, a a wedding and it was their 20 gorgeous. And so they got there and Babette, what was her last name? Babette. Um, I, I don't know. The drag is queen. The, okay. Is, is um, officiating them. And oh my God, we should have known it was all downhill when she announced them and said, Bron- the Bronwyn and Sean family. I was like, what? What? <laughs> that, wait, that? And then proceeded to be like, how many cocktails deep is everyone if you're not? Cont-? And I was like, oh, did oh no, was there no prep for this? Oh, just, my God. I feel like that is like very baseline. Like maybe you don't make a reference about getting drunk in the wedding ceremony. You know, I have <laughs> a, I have officiated a wedding. I officiated my sister's wedding. I'm an ordained minister. So I take this responsibility very <laughs> seriously. Like, p- try to plug different jobs in the podcast. We're like, so if you need us, call us. <laughs> I'm a fake therapist. <laughs> I'm a real minister. You know, there's a lot going on here. Um but yeah, I just, the whole vibe was off. I get wanting it to be kind of like fun and a celebration, but it just felt like, it just made me kind of like cringe. I don't know. <laughs> and then like, remember that it was a vow renewal and they didn't say vows. They were just like, this has been such a fun 20 year. Like, well, and like hello? letting each of the kids speak. And then we'll, what, we'll the whole Jacob's speech yep. was, I mean, like, like dreadful. <laughs> no, that was if you, 
if that, okay, I haven't even from the time we watched it to right now come up with the words to describe how I feel. And oh, did we, did we talk so highly of Jacob last episode? Yes, we did. I mean, this I mean, episode Jacob deserves the world, but he needs to work on his, his speech making skills. And then he goes, what? I'm not joking. That was not funny on either. He, he embarrassed himself. I would say from saying those things, they even showed the audience and everyone was like, what? He was talking about his father running away with someone. Bronwyn stealing a, all the with money. A 12 year old. Like, <laughs> with a 12 year old. Like, Jacob reel it in so then Bronwyn even goes you're cut off Bella would you like to say something I was like wait this is a mess what is I, happening yeah no I was not a fan of that speech um <laughs> yeah I mean this whole event just felt I mean a vow renewal is always you know a yep. choice <laughs> I I don't know I felt like they wanted it to be this like really like special event and it felt so yeah it just felt so uncomfortable. And yeah. I, I hope they had a great time. Like, I hope it was what they wanted. But ugh. yeah, it wasn't what the audience wanted at all, especially if you had all these people drive that. Fo- like, come on, make it a beautiful thing. So but every family is different, which is fine. Like their fancy could be. But the speeches were just like, oh, my goodness, including the Babette, like all everyone. But <laughs> I know we don't like I as much as I don't want to talk about her and bring it up, I feel like this just has to be addressed. The behavior, the behavior of oh. Kelly Dodd and the tequila. We cannot the van, not talk about. The- she, all of the women are saying how there's not going to be tequila at the vow renewal because te- there will be other alcohol, but tequila is actually Bronwyn's trigger. So there's not just going to be, first of all, that's respectful enough for Bronwyn to even have alcohol there. That's fine. Right. So the women all are as as if they're going on an, a deserted island for a month. That's what they were making it seem. But they're going to one event maybe with no tequila. So they stop at a liquor store and they get everything. And Shannon was like, I had the bellhop bring my tequila up to the room, which is very nice. Kelly walks oh. in the lobby holding her tequila and then proceeds to tell Bronwyn, I know I'm not supposed to have this, but I brought it. Like, I can't even finish my sentence because of how much you literally. It's just, it's so low. Me. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, we, we Ugh. have our, we have our reasons for not, you know, giving Kelly much oxygen this season. And this isn't even one of them. This is a completely separate thing before we even get to the COVID, before we get to the Black Lives Matter of it all. She's already, I mean, it's just like, it's just so gross. And I, it's, I honestly like props to Bronwyn for putting up with this shit. And for because, walking away. She walked away. Like when yeah. Kelly said it. Oh my God. But uh, just ever okay. be respectful. <laughs> Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. Let's talk about Southern Charm. I This episode, I'm still enjoying the season a lot so far. We're getting into the COVID times, which based on <laughs> Craig's response this week is going to be interesting. Yeah. So you can see in this episode is when it first started happening and they were like, what do we do with filming? Therefore, in every other scene, they just showed the empty streets of Charleston because they were like, what do we film? That's what I got from that. They were like, it's shut down. It's locked. And like, no it one knew an what interesting- to do. It's an interesting dynamic that uh, I guess um, South Carolina was maybe like a few days behind New York and like some other places in terms of like shutdowns Mm -hmm. and stuff. So they were kind of hearing more about it. Catherine's trip got canceled. Craig was supposed to have, uh, you know, like some meetings in New York. So that was kind of I liked that they kind of were like rolling it out over the course of the episode. Mm -hmm. And then you know, Patricia's dinner getting postponed. And when when Whitney said that Patricia's dinner was postponed and Craig still thought he was going to have a housewarming party instead. I was Wait. like, oh, oh, sweetie. So it, it was hard to watch Craig during this episode, but at the same time, not really because we all went through that where we didn't know what level of seriousness this was, but mm-hmm. good thing we have the educated Shep to be like, to act um, at one point I was like, does Shep know something that we don't like? Why was he like so aware about this? But Craig, poor Craig, I, this kid just wanted his housewarming party. That's it. I feel like we all had a couple days of not really, of like, you know, maybe not being super serious. Craig was kind of the extreme of that where he was like, yeah, we're we'll social distance. We won't hang out with people we don't know. And he didn't like, even oh. know it was social distance. What do you call it? Um, he called it like selfie distance or something. Yeah, it's like self-distancing or something. Yeah, self-distancing. Whitney, though, is someone I would want to be around. I feel like he takes this very seriously. Well, like, I mean, Patricia is of a certain age where she 
really can't be fucking around with coronavirus. So I appreciate that. Um, backing up a little bit, we kind of pick up where we left off last episode with the triangle that's developing between Austin, Madison, and John Pringle. The Pringle so, Tringle. Oh my god. I mean. <laughs> so in this night out that we didn't that we didn't see the end of uh, so Austin and Pringle and Madison and some other people, there were other people there, but they were at Austin's house and John Pringle apparently is whispering in Madison's ear and flirting with her and, you know, basically openly saying that he wants to get with her at Austin's house while Austin is there, which is just to me, that is like, so that is like such a dog move. Like that's not cool. No, it's not cool. And also we saw him do it at the bar and we thought that was the end of it, you know, when he said something right. last last week. And like, then we find out, which was so annoying that the cameras weren't there because I wish. And then we find out that Austin's like, get the fuck out of my house, like blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the the nerve of Mr. Pringle doing this. It's one thing like in private, you're at her, at her boyfriend's house with him there. Yeah, I actually, I totally get why Austin, like, kind of flipped out. And they're talking about how there's, like, guy code, whatever. I think this actually is, like, kind of a step above that. It's not, like, guy code is, like, oh, like, my friend maybe has a crush on her, so I'll, I won't get involved. This is literally, like, they are in a relationship. You are at his house, and you're, like, I want to fuck your girlfriend. He is shooting his shot. That's, like, human decency, not guy code. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, no. That's also like you're not in college. You're not like 18. You're a grown ass man with children. Like that's not with with two with two yes. kids who are yes. coming for spring break and you're putting, you know, little sheets on their twin beds. Like, come on. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. I'm I am not behind John Pringle at all. I, I don't get it. I whatever. And I appreciate that. I think everyone kind of realizes that Patricia is working her little puppet strings to orchestrate this whole situation. You know, Catherine is aware of it. Um, Madison's aware of it. You know, like I think everyone sees through it, which at least makes me feel good about the fact that we're all on the same page here. Yes. But I would like to see it actually come to a head. Like I want to see Patricia have a conversation with someone about it. But also, Dylan, you posted on Bravo by Betcha's Instagram story, like a poll about John Pringle. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, thank God. Also, is everyone everyone <laughs> was on the same page with that, too, because. Yeah, well, I just needed to know because we are seeing this like narrative in these first few episodes of like, <laughs> oh, like John Pringle is this like eligible, handsome man. Like, isn't he a treat? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like everyone's kind of going along with it. And I just don't see it. And like 70 something percent of you agree with me which is you know very nice i i actually am a little sad we didn't get to see this guy's dinner at patricia's because i think that would have been kind of an interesting dynamic with austin kind of knowing that patricia is kind of working against him and seeing kind of what he how he reacted to that but alas it was not meant to be yeah and now it's just so awkward. Like when we saw Austin and, and Madison go to get ice cream with Hudson, who by the way, just gets fucking cuter every episode, but like, and then he paid, they specifically showed him paying for it. And Madison was like, you don't have to pay for that. And I'm like, guys, Austin's not like, like, like scraping the bottom of the barrel, him ordering the gold digger Sunday, because (laughs) that's what Patricia wants Madison to be. I was dying. Um, (laughs) 
There's a lot to, a lot happened this episode. We see Craig finally getting his own place and moving out of Austin's house. My For $3,900 is- a month. Oh my God. I, okay. I really feel like I'm not sure. Is Craig dragging his feet on fixing his house because it's ex- because he doesn't have the money or because he's just stressed out about dealing with it? I can't I tell. think. Okay, I will tell you what I think the answer is. It's not about the money because he's paying rent. So now he's paying double. So it's not about that. It's about the fact that Craig needs someone to tell him what to do because he can't make the decisions on his own. And that is. Yeah, I I kind of agree. It is weird, though, like when he's saying that it's going to be like thirty eight thousand dollars to get you know, the asbestos handled, like that's intense. Well, but, I mean, I'm sure money is a factor, be- but right. But now, it's not like it's so typical Craig to not realize how he's also paying rent now, which he could have probably found a cheaper place without like a pool. T- he's saying it like an Airbnb for vacation. <laughs> it literally looks like a, like a Charleston Airbnb, but I guess they're free because tourism's canceled. Um, <laughs> yeah. So moving Ooh, down that was line, a little rough, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's rough. We see Leva, who has her, you know, bar and restaurant empire. She's mm-hmm. really like, you know, this is, you know, big panic for her. And she's having the staff meeting and they're announcing that they're closing Republic. And I I mean, that's going to be tough. I mean, you think about a show like Vanderpump Rules, where they haven't filmed for six months because bars and restaurants were closed. And Leva's kind of like in the same position. Yeah, I did like her staff meeting, though, but I love how everyone was. She's like, take your shoes off. But everyone was sitting on top of each other on the couches. I was I like, know. we ever. But but you know what? In her defense, everyone in the beginning of COVID was like, what the hell do we do? What is right? What is wrong? But I liked how we saw her get very ahead of what was going on. Like she's talking about canceling events. She's talking about upcoming things and how this will affect her business. And she really does have it differently than everyone else. Like no one else of the cast works in um, hospitality and, yeah. and would get hit as she would. So meanwhile, we see she's thinking ahead. Whereas we see Catherine who apparently yeah. still quote unquote does social media for Gwen's. Okay. Um, and she's like, yeah, like we're going to New York for the, for the conference or whatever. And then, Ma- the other Madison tells her that everything is like shut down and she's like oh she like said, I guess maybe I'll google maybe it. I should google it like I... oh my god I she's one of those people where it's like for for better like for all of her stuff that she's gone through Catherine I feel like does not live in the real world <laughs> well no I mean she had five girls come over and help her hang a mirror that was by the way over the light switch I was like <laughs> Does anyone have OCD like me and is watching this right now? What's happening? Like she needed like help putting everything in her entire home away. I was like, what? What's happening? Like, come on, are I you was, having a girls' day or do you actually need help? Like, what's going? I on? was low key dying when Leva showed up and Danny was sitting on the stoop and she was like, "Why the fuck are you sitting outside?" Well, this isn't the first time that Catherine just like forgets she's having people over and it just like isn't home. But like you um, said, Catherine doesn't live in the real world. She yeah, no, time is not her strong suit. No, but also we see Shep, I'm dying, eating pancakes at his parents' house. He's 40 years old and he's like, I'm in Hilton Head. His t- his girlfriend is not there, which he is taking ser- he's taking this seriously. But you know what? Speaking of his girlfriend that I just brought up, Shep says that she, she reminds him of his mother. And I was like, you know, as, as, a, as a woman, do we, is that the worst thing? Like, do we Oh, see, I didn't that? mind that. I didn't mind. I didn't uh, think it was no. like creepy. I thought it was no. like, 
whatever. What? Okay, I do want to. What do you think about Taylor's assertion that it's a man's job to br- to bring up the DTR so, talk? So that is next on my on my list of notes that I have here too. Enough. Like we're not in middle school. She has said repeatedly, it's the man's job. It's the it's the man's job. Like he uh-huh. has to do it. No, no, no. We're both grown adults here. You have feelings just like he does. If you're the stronger one in the relationship, you initiate it. We're not in a Disney movie where all of us are like, I want him to dip right. me and say, I love you. No, if girl, if you need to be the one to initiate that, to move him along, that's not a deal breaker. Yeah. And it's, I mean, this is a different, it's not like you're saying it's the man's job to get down on one knee and propose like that to me is a different thing, but this is like, it's literally just being like, Hey, like, what is this? That's not also, well, she's like, well, if the girl brings it up, then the guy could be like, what is this? And then the girl's like, ah, and it's like, oh my God, she keeps saying the girl and the guy, it's the girl and the guy's job. And also not to mention, do you know, Shep, have we known him longer than you have? Like you're not changing him. Yeah, I I want to like her. She seems nice, and they're oh, still yeah. together. So, but I I'm a, I was kind of cringing at that. Yes. Um, yes. it's gonna be a long long few months on Bravo with COVID on both of these shows. But you know, it's- well, and also it ended. I was guys. I can't. My poor little Craig. I feel like I just want like to wrap him in a sherpa blanket. He he literally is just so let down that his housewarming party is not happening, and the and the episode ends with him walking away, and his beer pong table is fully set up. Like I was like this production of this right now just made my entire night. That was I. I definitely am. I'm more intrigued to see Southern Charm handle this than I am OC, but I, yes. we're getting both. So, um, Barry, who <laughs> is your number one Bravo Lab in the group between these two uh, fun episodes? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, God. Oh, my God. My my. I'm going to give it to Leva because I feel like she's handling this like a champ. I want to give it to Nope. I'm just going to end it right there. I'm going to give it to Leva. There we go. Um, I'm going to get, I'm going to give it to Madison just because I still am really enjoying her presence on the show, though. I do think she is enjoying being fought over a little too much. I, uh-huh. I'm enjoying her presence on the show and I think she's, you know, I, I think she's doing a good job of fitting in with the cast. Yes, she she does love this or else she could have put an end to it really quick. But guys, <laughs> don't for you don't forget to check out our merchandise on shop.betches.com. We have added a few new things for holiday as well. So go check that out and don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, join our Facebook group and follow us on Betches on Instagram at probably Betches. We'll be back next week. Have a great weekend. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.